0: Pull up a chair and get comfortable. It's time to talk about
1: your federal benefits.
0: Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators
1: presents the FABC Podcast with Elizabeth Inman and Brian Fentress.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Elizabeth Inman and my co-host today is my son, Brian Fentress.
1: Hi, how's it going?
0: finally excited to have Brian here. He's been on our intro for weeks now, but you're finally here in person.
1: Yeah, between me uh, avoiding time on the camera, uh, and behind the mic, and traveling all over the state of Texas, uh, she finally pinned me down to get me here on the podcast with her.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys to have a face with a name, because I've been telling you all along that either Brian or myself can help you. You can send your questions. To Elizabeth at com or to Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at febcnow.com. How is it having a Y with your name? Aren't you happy I did that?
1: Yeah, I think it's just the right way to spell it, so, oh. it's, so, it's, <laughs> so it's good. I like it that way.
0: And how many times in a week do you have to tell people it's Brian with a Y?
1: Every time I tell someone my name.
0: <laughs> I wanted it to be different. Yeah,
1: I like it. I'm yeah, good with it.
0: Good. I'm glad you like it. That's good. So... <laughs> So here we are. I'm really excited to have Brian with us. He joined our firm about, what, four years ago? Yep.
1: Four years ago in April and started talking about and doing a little bit of work about five years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, excited to have him on board. He brings a whole new element to federal employee benefit coordinators that was not there prior to him coming on. We obviously have similar things. He is my son. I'd like to say a chip off the old block. But he's also much smarter and digs into numbers much deeper, does more research than his mom does.
1: And you you might tell in this video, in this conversation, that she's a little bit biased towards her kids, and that's okay.
0: (laughs) Well, here's the deal, though. If we didn't have a philosophical match to do this business and to do business the right way, he wouldn't be here with me. By his own choice, but also by my choice. So... We do have a philosophical match that we want to help people.
1: Absolutely. I wouldn't be here if we didn't get to do that. So. Yeah.
0: So why don't you tell them a little bit about why you decided to join up with me?
1: Well, mom has been in the business for, I guess, 13 years now. Uh, time flies. But she's been in the business a long time. And uh, I remember when she made the decision to take a deferred retirement from the post office. And the truth is I was the first person telling her I thought she was crazy because I didn't really know what she was going to do uh knew how successful she had been in the post office, and so I hated to see her give that up, but uh, I see how happy she is now. Uh, the stress level, I would say, while it's still there, is much, much less than it was when she was working at the post office. Um, so anyway, I've got to see this whole journey um, for her um, as her son, uh, now as a co-worker, and, and yes, she's my boss, my mom and my boss
0: poor brian <laughs>
1: um, you know the the choice for me was i was working in the corporate world and you know, i was a project manager uh... for a large bank uh... in their mortgage division and it was a great job uh... the people that i worked with were great the problem that i had with mortgage, the mortgage industry in general is i just felt like we were on nickel and dime everybody for everything that they had so i didn't feel completely fulfilled with the fact that i was helping people even though we're providing homes for people and, and the funds to, to get those homes. I was really intrigued and excited with the fact of leaving the corporate world, going to work for mom in this world with our federal folks and our postal employees because we truly help the people that we work with. Um, and so that's, that's why I made the decision to move.
0: So I'm the federal retiree. I retired from the postal service. I did do a deferred retirement, as you mentioned. But, you know, right at 24 years of service, and then I made the decision to do this, uh, I've got one way of looking at how we help people, how we help postal employees, how we help federal, how we help the federal retiree that's out there. But from your perspective, what does that mean that you wanted to help? and, 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 And in your way of speaking, how do we help people?
1: So I think the best example of that for me and probably one of the things that really pushed me the most was a conversation that we had about one of your clients that you worked with. I, I believe he was in his mid 70s, um, and had been eligible to retire for multiple, multiple years. Um, and had received his blue book, which I know now it's printed white. We still call it the blue book. Uh, old, old habits, old habits die hard. Um, but he had received his retirement paperwork several times and was just so intimidated by the paperwork that he'd never done it. And so he was still working, even though it was a huge burden for him in his life to still be working. Um, and mom was able to work with him, get that paperwork done, and he was able to retire and finally enjoy some retirement time. So that's kind of the essence of what we do is it is a, it is a burden and it can be a load to get through the just the paperwork. Um, and, and we're here to help with that.
0: We are, we are, and and even if it's just paperwork. And I remember that that particular person very, very well. He literally told me, "I just think I'll die on the job," because I, I, I don't feel like I can do the paperwork. I just made up my mind. I think he had like six different uh, packets of paperwork he'd requested and he said i just figured i'd die on the job and uh when it was all said and done i don't know if you remember this or not but he sent me a dozen roses he was like oh wow you know to so i'm with you i mean here you're telling the story and i'm right back there in there in that moment of feeling so fulfilled that we helped somebody yep it, it's hard to beat that feeling
1: yep yeah. yeah i just met with a gentleman from houston actually uh little over a week ago that was just blown away that we offer our services for free yeah. uh, he drove I was in San Antonio and he drove from Houston um, all yeah. the way from Houston to come see me because he needed help with his retirement paperwork uh, and we sat down in one session and went through it all and he was he truly was told me he was blown away um, with the information that we give him and the fact that we would meet with him for free, uh, I guess he kind of kept waiting for the the ball to drop that I was going to ask for a credit card or a check or something along those lines, and uh, that's where we truly are different, I believe, and we get to help the people that we meet with.
0: I, I was going to bring that up, the fact that we're really different and what makes us different. So, you know, you're going on, you're going to start your fifth year here, and you travel, as you mentioned, you go to state conventions, you go to national conventions, you go to a lot of different states, and do workshops. You meet with individuals, but but in those travels, you're around a lot of folks that probably, in their eyes, consider themselves competitors with us. I know you and I don't necessarily look at it that way, because my goodness, there's like 1.1 million uh, postal retirees. There's probably like four million federal retirees. So there's enough for everybody. So you and I don't really see it as competition, but Just so the listeners that's listening to us today understands, folks that are out there doing similar things to what we do, what would you say is some of the key points on what really truly does make us different? What we do is really different than a lot of the people out there that they might come across.
1: Sure. So, you know, we focus on relationship, I would say, is a big thing for us. We, you know, get to know people in their specific situation because, while benefits are all fairly the same for everyone, it's, you know, small differences with maybe fegly and things like that. Um, everyone's situation is different. You never know what they're going to need and what they're not going to need in retirement. So focus on that relationship and getting to know them, uh, and truly building some trust, um, going through the work that we do. Um, but also we focus on, we focus on their benefits and things first. Um, great example of that actually is an appointment I had yesterday. Um, gentleman I've been in the post office ready to retire, could retire today, but might retire in the next two years, um, and he had met with someone else already, but he told me the the major difference was they came in and only wanted to talk about his TSP, and they sold him a cancer policy and some other things, but really their whole focus was TSP, mm-hmm. um, and of course, we'll help with TSP, but that's not our focus, that's not where we start, that's not the the basis of our consultations that we have. Um, and I think that's one of the things that make us different. Um, we'll truly help you whether or not we ever talk about TSP or not. Um, I've driven to Oklahoma City multiple times to meet with people, um, you know, that, you know, we yeah. did never talk about TSP. So yeah. uh, we're willing to help um, even if the business side of things doesn't come around. So yeah. I think that makes us different.
0: Yeah, We really are educators. That's for sure. And then, you know, something I don't talk about, I don't think I've mentioned on this podcast hardly at all Is my 24 years of service and the type of jobs that I held worked in four different states. You know, was in an ad hoc, head hoc position for headquarters for almost 10 years, and I had a a level of experience that's unique, and that comes into play. I mean, I probably haven't mentioned that several agencies actually use me in a consulting, um, a consulting. Role. Role. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. A consulting role, um, even when they have employees that find themselves in trouble with their career, adverse actions being taken, management actually will call on me and call on us to help them, but so will the employees that are, are finding themselves in a position that maybe some adverse action has been taken against them. Their jobs are being threatened. And because of the type of experience that I have and that you, quite frankly, live through because you were raised with me working in this environment, um, the kinds of services and the kinds of consulting services we offer is very different. So can you talk about that? I mean, we've got some unions and some professional organizations that will tell you that we're on speed dial for them. Um, From your perspective... Tell me what that looks like and how that adds a new element to our business model that's unlike anything else that's out there.
1: Well, everything that we do is based on the view of the federal or postal employee because mom, that's where mom, I mean, that's what she is. You draw a pension from the same place that all of them do. So um, her perspective is sitting in the same seat that everyone else is in that we're working with. And that makes us very different. A lot of our "quote unquote" competitors out there are not federal or not prior federal, um, so so that makes it obviously makes it very different. But I, one of the things that I actually share with most of the clients that I sit with that I think is very interesting is where Mom started. So she ended as a level twenty twenty six, as a level twenty six, but she didn't start there. She started as an administrative assistant or secretary, um, however you want to say. It. And so she she worked her way up. So she's seen. The, the postal work, in particular, from the ground up. Um, and so I think that's a pretty awesome story. Um, and and the truth is, is when they had problems while she was still working, they called her. Her higher ups, her managers, the people in charge of her, when they had problems, Elizabeth was the one that they called. And so you've got to see lots of situations um, that I would say many people haven't. So your experience makes everything we do different.
0: Mm-hmm. And they actually, you know, we again, we have several unions, we have several professional organizations, not just with the Postal Service, but even other agencies that call on us. I know one case in particular was a VA employee that adverse actions, and they literally was to the point of removal. And we were able to come in and work with both management and that employee and and have a resolution that took place um, that was a win-win for both sides. Um, That employee of 17 years working didn't lose his job and yet placed him in a position that was beneficial to uh, management as well. And, you know, I don't talk about those things very often, but you started this whole thing out saying you left the corporate world to put yourself in a position to help people. Those are some of those situations that both Brian and I find extremely fulfilling that we're making a difference in people's lives, that we're really helping. And those are not things that any other firm that I'm aware of out there has the type of um, resources and experience and knowledge to be able to help with. And and that all boils down to, once again, a 17-year employee that is basing their whole retirement on the benefits that they have what would happen if that employment just went away what would happen if you know he didn't get to reach that level of retirement what what about the benefits then what happens with those benefits and Brian we're in that situation right now we the postal service just went through a brand spanking new evaluation process for routes with rural routes have you heard anything about that
1: yep the mail count 2023 mail count (laughs) several several clients from that that are not real happy with the results
0: and so we literally the week that that new mail count become effective the evaluation on their rural carrier routes become effective our office started taking phone calls of employees with 21 years of service, but not minimum retirement age, I'm walking away. I'm quitting. I, I'm going to carry my route now for $17,000 less than I, I'm going to get paid than I was getting paid last week. And, and in their minds, they, they're just going to quit. They're just going to walk away.
1: Don't let them quit. If that's your friend or your coworker, don't let them quit.
0: Because there's benefits involved here. There's benefits they've worked 21 years for that are theirs that can still be there for them in some form or fashion. Now, there's no way we can cover all those um, situations in the next five minutes for the end of this podcast. But, But the point is, is that everything we're talking about still centers around employee benefits, retiree benefits. And that's what we specialize in. And we specialize in that upfront first, even if that's all that we do for you, is to help you put together a strategic federal retirement plan. That employee that called us with 21 years of service saying, I quit, I'm done, needed a strategic exit plan, which in his case ended up being a strategic retirement plan. So don't count yourself out. I mean if you've got 5 years of service or more and you find yourself in situations that are tough, you you owe it to yourself to have a conversation with us. And that's a conversation that I do not know of another organization out there that they can call and yep. get that kind of help with.
1: Yep, for sure. And not just not just 5 years of service. My first client that I worked with right after the mail count had 37 years of service on the exact same route um, in Arlington, Texas, and he lost 18000 off of his route, and he was just going to, in a rushed manner, was just going to walk out. Yeah. And don't make a rush decision. You've worked too long, too hard to get to where you are. So mm-hmm. if you need help, let us help you slow it down, make it a little easier, let you exit the way that you should and not give up benefits.
0: That's right. That's right. So I'm um, I'm tickled to have Brian here. Can you tell? I'm so happy that Brian's on the podcast with us. You came in in the middle of our postal reform podcasts.
1: Yeah, that's that's big. That affects more people than just postal employees, believe it or not. So yes. it's it's an interesting topic to say the least.
0: Yeah. So we did a, a I did I did a podcast on how postal reform at this point in time where we are in the timeline of postal reform how it's affecting postal employees, and then I always throw in federal employees don't think you're exempt from that, because it's going to affect all federal employees eventually. And then I think we had just done one podcast on postal reform and how it affects annuitants. What is an annuitant, Brian?
1: That's somebody that's already retired from federal service.
0: Yes, or from the post office. So. Phase one will be postal employees, postal retirees. But get ready, federal folks. Get ready. You better be staying aware. You better stay tuned to our podcast. Um, Get yourself on our email list. You need to be aware of how postal reform is going to impact federal employees, federal retirees. So we were on point number two, and this is where the Postal Service Health Benefit Plan their options and premium information is going to be available in October of 2024. That's just next year. In fact, that's next year in what? Uh, August, September, October, three months. Wow, that time is creeping up on us fast. Why is that significant, Brian?
1: Well, it's significant because open season starts in November of 2024 and you've got to make your election for the new postal plans in November or during that open season. So they're only going to give you premium information for those plans one month in advance.
0: Yes, about one month for you guys to be educated on the new postal service health benefit plan. So just as a a summary of what we talked about postal reform, when it passed, it took postal employees out from under Postal employee uh, federal employee health benefit plans and created new postal service health benefit plans, and that's what we're talking about. That the right now, today in 2023, that information is not available. So, we're going to go through this open season, and you're not going to have information. And next open season, you've got to be absolutely ready to make your elections because it has to happen. What if they don't make an election in 2024?
1: Well, the good news is they're not going to kick anybody out of a plan. So even if your provider doesn't happen to create one of the new Postal Service plans, if you don't go in and make your own election during open season, they're going to automatically enroll you into the most like plan. So whatever your deductibles are and coverage, that sort of thing, whatever plan is the closest to what you had previously, that's what they'll enroll you in.
0: That's right. That's right. So just important, we're gonna we're gonna touch on this topic a lot over the next 15 months, Yep. leading up to postal uh, reform going into effect on January 1st of 2025. But don't get caught up on that January 1st, 2025 date. You have to be ready to make your selections. In November of 2024. Now the other thing that's come out that I talked about in earlier podcasts is they are already anticipating a higher than usual volume of calls around open season this year. So if you think you're going to be able to wait and just pick up the phone and call, that's not very likely. At not even starting this year because postal reform is causing such a buzz that they're anticipating a higher than normal call volume. And then next year, what do you think calling in to ask about the new Postal Service Health Benefit Plans are gonna look like in 2024, Brian?
1: I don't wanna wait on that line.
0: <laughs> and because we just went through that with TSP yep. changes. The yep. new TSP, the 2022 changes to TSP. Oh, by the way, May the 9th, there was more changes to TSP. We need to talk about that on a future podcast.
1: Did they call you and tell you that was happening? No. No, me neither. No, <laughs> me <either.
0: laughs> So we'll we'll dedicate a podcast in the future coming up to what changed in TSP in 2023 on May the 9th. How about that?
1: Sounds good you to do me. You got
0: with me? Yep. Okay. All right. So big big deal. Postal reform. Uh, 2020, uh, thir- 2023, 2024, and then with that, Brian, why don't you tell them how they can get a hold of us?
1: Yeah, so you can go to our website at www.febcnow.com or you can send mom an email at elizabeth at febcnow.com or if you'd rather talk to me, and I understand if oh, you want to talk to me, comes. that's okay. I was
0: just planning on talking about how nice to me you've been. You
1: can send an email to me at brian with a y at febcnow.com. <laughs> of course, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Mom is becoming famous on YouTube, by the way. I go Every convention I go to, it seems like I meet at least one or two people that have seen her on YouTube. So hey, she uh, hasn't stuck me with getting on YouTube yet. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Oh, it's happening. Just get ready. It's happening. Subscribe to our podcast, by the way. Um, we'll be announcing our upcoming webinars. Tell your friends about us. Um, I love what we do, and I love when folks tell us how much we were able to help them, and that can be shared simply by subscribing to our podcast and sharing our podcast. Share the YouTube channel, Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators, and get get on social media, Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. We're we're all over the place. Yep. Now you're all over the place. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk again next time.